EO Fire Income Report, February 2016. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Are you ready to set and accomplish your number one goal in 100 days? Visit thefreedomjournal.com and ignite. What's shaking fire nation? JLD here and I am fired up, a little more fired up than normal for this income report because it is our biggest gross income month ever. We almost crossed six figs. I don't mean six figures. I mean $600,000. Our gross income for February was $595,936,000. But our total expenses were $220,000. And we're going to be getting deep into why those expenses are so huge. And I said it was our biggest gross revenue month because that's what it was. It was not our biggest total net profit month because of those expenses. So our net profit was a cool $375,000. But again, we're going to get into deep into why our gross was so high, but also why our expenses were. And we have a lot of awesomeness to talk about in other areas as well. But before we get into any of that jazz, Josh, Kate, say what's going on. What's up, Fire Nation? What's going on, Fire Nation? We are back again, Fire Nation, with some cool tax tips, with some cool Freedom Journal updates, with a little Snapchat coming at you live. A lot of cool stuff is going to be coming at you within this Entrepreneur on Fire income report, and I'm excited for you to hear all of those things. But as always, we're going to start with our CPA on Fire. That's Mr. Josh Bowerly. He is the CPA on Fire.com. He has a killer tax tip for this month in February, how to avoid penalties and interest. And I'm telling you, Fire Nation, if there's something that we like paying less than taxes, it's penalties and interest on those taxes that we are supposed to pay. So there's nothing that gets my goat more than penalties and interest. Luckily, I haven't had to deal with that since I've had Mr. Josh Barrowley on my team. So Josh, say what's up and take it away. Yeah. So before we even dive into that, I actually want to bring back up what, what you were mentioning with the gross versus net income. Oh, cool. And, and I think it's really important that you stress that you're worried about the net income and yes. not necessarily the gross. I mean, it's cool to see that big gross number, but I see way too many entrepreneurs that are focused on that number and just don't even really look at the net. And the net's what you keep. That's, that's what you need to worry about. So I think it's a, a whole separate tip that we need to do some month, but just to throw that out there, People need to look at how that's the number you're paying attention to, and that's what they need to pay attention to. Absolutely. And there's a phenomenal book on this, Fire Nation, called Profit First by Michael Michalowicz, past EO Fire guest multiple times, actually. I brought him back one time just to talk about that book because it was so flipping good, Profit First, because it's all about the profit. So, Josh, back to you. Yeah, I was just on Michael's podcast, so I'll have to let Fire Nation know when when that airs. So let's dive into this month because... John, we are right in the heart of tax season. I have the bags under my eyes to prove it. I don't think I've slept in three weeks, but it's fun. And I know that, uh, you know, I, I don't know what company it is, but H&R Block and one of those refer to this as refund season. But us entrepreneurs, <laughs> we know we don't see those refunds, right? No. This, is, this is tax paying season. And I know you don't mind and I don't mind paying taxes that we owe. You know, that's, that's the price of doing business. But I do not like seeing people pay penalties and interest. So this month, we're going to talk about how to get rid of those penalties and interest. 
And let's face it, sometimes things happen that, that cause those to, 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 to pile up. You know, sometimes you think your CPA put in your extension for you and he forgot about it and you get hit with penalties and interest. Josh, uh, so, you would never do that. Oh, pff, other CPAs, <laughs> come on. Other CPAs. <laughs> goes without would, saying. But not you. Absolutely. So if that happened to you, maybe you got hit with some penalties and interest. Maybe you switched uh, c- company formations to maybe an S-corp. You didn't know when your deadline was and got hit with some penalties and interest. Whatever it is, it happens quite often. And way too often, I see people just get that notice in the mail, get a little bit scared and just pay those penalties and interest without without ever talking to anybody. And John, I know when we talked about your audit, that's, that's kind of what happened when you saw that letter, right? You, you saw the IRS and they're they're pretty pretty scary to get a, a letter from them. So you just said I'm going to pay them what they say and get them out of my hair. Right? I'm like if IRS tells me I owe them that much, I must owe them that much. Exactly. And when it comes to penalties and interest, there is a very easy way to get rid of them most of the time, right? And I'm going to give Fire Nation three magic little words here that all they have to do is call the IRS up and say these words, and they're going to go away. Those words are first time abatement. What? Okay. Yeah. So. And you may think, okay, first time abatement, I've been late before, so I can't get it. Not necessarily the case, right? It's it, it's not necessarily strictly on first time. But what you're going to do is you're going to get that letter they send you. There's going to be a number on there. You're going to call it up and you're going to say, you're going to plead ignorance. You're going to say, I didn't know this was my deadline. I didn't know I was underpaying my taxes, whatever it is. Plead a little bit of ignorance. Apologize to them. Be very nice about it. And then throw out, I would like to request a first time abatement of interest and penalties. And I've seen this succeed with probably a 95% success rate. Wow. Right? I just had a client that owed $10,183 in penalties and interest because he filed over a year late. We called him up. We requested this. They'd actually been late three times prior as well. And since he had never used this before, they waived all $10,183 in penalties. <laughs> that is like free money wow. now. $10,000? Yeah. Yes. Yep. It's crazy. And I mean, they, they can, those numbers can rack up pretty quickly. I mean, that, that might seem like a lot for penalties and interest, but if you owe a couple hundred thousand dollars, that's not that much to rack up. So next time Fire Nation gets one of these notices, and no judgment, it happens to us, but you need to call the IRS up, have someone that you trust call the IRS up and get these penalties and interests waived. Usually there's a way you can do it. If they deny it on the phone, there's still a way that you can appeal with a letter in writing, which is, I've seen be very successful as well. But the bottom line is it's, it's going to be no unless you ask them, right? So why not ask them? Don't just pay it. Yeah. What's the harm? Yep, exactly. So that, that, that's short and sweet this month. But honestly, I think this was one that could save a ton of Fire Nation entrepreneurs money because they're getting these penalties and they're just paying them. Well, Fire Nation, we're going to let Josh get back to not sleeping. I mean, he needs to sleep because of those bags under his eyes. I mean, I'm looking at the video right now and this guy needs some sleep, but he's he's committed to his clients. He's going to be back to work grinding the axe to make sure that all of his clients' taxes are paid and that all first-time abatements that need to be done are definitely taken care of. So Josh, let Fire Nation know where they can find out more about you and that little bonus that you always have for us. Yeah. So we have uh, CPA on Fire, our website, cpaonfire.com. They, we did pre- create a free video course for them on one of the most important things that, that we see people getting wrong, their choice of entity. We have a free course on how to choose your entity, cpaonfire.com slash fire nation. Or they can always just reach out to me directly, josh at cpaonfire.com. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate you as always, brother, dropping value bombs here on the Income Report. 
get back to your kids, to your wife, and most importantly, to those tax returns and try to get at least six hours of sleep tonight. I know it's going to be tough, but uh, this is what it's all about. And Fire Nation, there's something that I need to tell you that I'm passionate about right now. Kate's Cover your ears because you've heard this over and over again, and you're probably annoyed and you're probably cringing about what this next conversation is going to be because five billion times heard it about about five billion times. (laughs) And actually, say it with me, Kate. Three, two, one. Snapchat takes over. Snapchat takes over my life, Fire Nation, and it happened about a month ago. So for the entire month of February, I've just been mind blown for. A long story to make it short. I love Gary Vaynerchuk. There's some things that I definitely don't agree with him on. In fact, I did a whole Snapchat rant about how in a lot of ways I am GV180, the exact opposite of Gary Vaynerchuk. But the reality is I admire his hustle. I admire his heart. I think he's a great person. And I love disagreeing with people. So the fact that he has a lot of things that he stands for that I disagree with, I think is fun to talk about. So Back to the main point, he has been raving for the last three months about Snapchat, saying, hey, if you think Snapchat is for teenage girls, you're dead wrong. They've implemented stories. Let me say that one more time, stories. Now, instead of just sending a message, a video message or a text message to somebody, to one individual that disappears after 24 hours or 10 seconds or whatever it used to be, I have no idea because I never have used it before one month ago, They now have stories where anybody can actually record 10-second videos. They can do pictures with text and overlays. It is unbelievable what you can do with Snapchat now. And I'm telling you right now, this is my number one social media platform. I have been seriously forgetting about Instagram Honestly, Facebook, Google Plus, I mean, they are dead to me for all whatever that means. Like they I'm just forget about it. Like I am all in with Snapchat. It is so unique. It is such a difficult social media platform to understand because you get there, you look at the interface, it doesn't make sense. You struggle with it left and right. I'm going to be dropping a tutorial in this bonus income report for anybody that wants to watch it because if you just watch this tutorial once, you'd be like, oh, I get it. But if you don't watch the tutorial, you're like, I just don't get it because it is not intuitive. It's not just like Instagram where you take a picture and then you're done. It is Snapchat, my friends, and I am all in. I'm loving it. I've never seen more engagement better engagement. I've never been able to deliver personally more value on any medium besides podcasting than on Snapchat. Every other medium takes a far second place to podcasting and then to Snapchat. You know, podcasting is 1A, Snapchat's 1B. Everything else is a distant, distant second. And if you get it, like when the light goes on and it takes about a week or two weeks to really get it, but once you get it, you'll never be the same. It's just one of those things. Now, I will say this. Snapchat is not for you right now to grow your audience on. It is a very difficult platform to grow an audience. You need to be somebody who already has an audience, like me with my podcast and website, et cetera, to actually be able to grow an audience. But it is for you to consume killer content. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm able to drop such valuable knowledge bombs on Snapchat. People ask me all the time, John, can you be my mentor? Can you mentor me one-on-one? I would always just say no in the past. Now I'm like, no, but I am basically mentoring you if you follow me on Snapchat because every day I drop absolute bombs that I'm thinking about and I just talk and I talk and I talk and you can watch as little or as much as you want 
And the part that I'm really excited to get to, and Kate, you'll have to back me up here. I am hysterical on Snapchat. Now, if you've met me in person, I'm not really a funny guy. Like I just, you know, I'm just whatever. I'm tell a joke, nobody laughs, like that's the norm. But on Snapchat, there's this incredible way to use video overlays. And these video overlays are hysterical and I use them to tell stories and they change every day. So my stories change every day and my overlays change every day. Kate, am I funny on Snapchat? You are pretty funny on Snapchat. And I love that you brought up like the whole mentoring thing because like Fire Nation, trust me, I see the time and the thought and like the energy and the passion that John puts into these snaps and it's a hard core. Like he really does spend a lot of time on these, not like not in a bad way, in a really good way. And the respect that like you should definitely check it out because John, yes, you are very funny. And <laughs> I do think on Snapchat. Uh, and I do think that you provide so much massive value through that platform because I see you, you know, sit there and tell these stories and talk about, you know, lessons that you've learned and advice that you want to share. So I definitely agree with that. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. And it is true. And Fire Nation, I really want you to understand this, is that I really value my time at a very high level. I would never be spending my time in a way that I did not think was a huge value for those people whom I'm trying to serve. Snapchat is that medium. I spend a lot of time on Snapchat every single day because I am convinced and I am committed that this is an amazing platform. Everybody that personally snaps me, they're like they're watching my snaps and they snap me back like, oh, John, that was funny or oh, John, that was a really good point or hey, John, that was kind of stupid. Like I will answer every single person back and I do that on Snapchat. I don't do that on Facebook or on Twitter. I can't remember the last time I've been on Twitter like actually answering people. I just, that's just not my medium. It's not me. You know, we have a whole social media team that does that for us, but Snapchat is me. It's like, it's me with the video, like you speak, like, guys, this is how it is. I'm breaking it down for you. And my friends, you can tell I'm passionate. I, I'm trying to be cognizant of the time of this episode because we have a lot to get to. So I'm not going to rant much more about it, but you can see how passionate I am. This is real time. I mean, it's within the last 24 hours because Snapchat is a moving 24-hour bubble. So you cannot get overwhelmed with my content because you can only see the last 24 hours and then it's gone before that. So it's really time relevant. It just happened within the last 24 hours if you're watching it. And I am really committed to this platform and I would love if you followed me. It's very simple. eofire.com slash snap. That's eofire.com slash snap. If you go to that using your mobile phone, it'll even be better because it'll take you right to either the Android or Windows or iPhone store to download Snapchat and you'll automatically have added me right there. And then you can start following me that quickly. I can guarantee you, you will find value in that. So Kate, you did your first Snapchat today. Anything to wrap us up in this area? I still don't get their branding. Yeah. Like it really bothers me a lot. I know I've brought it up before, but like I just don't understand. Like I'm not sure if I'm if I feel like I want to play Pac-Man right now or <laughs> if like I just don't know. But I did do my first snap today. Um I've been a consumer since you became pretty obsessed with it, John, and I think it's really cool to follow other people and feel like you're there real time with them. Um so there's just a lot of really cool things about Snap. 
even if you don't think that this is a platform for you as a producer, a creator, um, it is a really cool platform to stay connected with the people who you follow, look up to, know, like, and trust, etc. So that would be my wrap on Snap. Wrap on Snap. We gotta that grab that. Be a course or something. Let's grab raponsnap.com yeah. um, soon. So <laughs> I love all of that. And again, yeah, just for me to wrap on Snap, I'll just say Fire Nation, if you've ever thought like, hey, I would like to get a little more behind the scenes of JLD or a lot more. Or, you know, I would just like to know like what John's thinking day to day and like maybe like why he thinks that this Kickstarter might have crushed where, you know, X or Y might have flopped. You know, I, I, I break it all down. I, I share it all eofire.com slash snap or if you are on the income report you're going to see there's a really nice logo that just says follow me on snapchat and it's also in the sidebar of our website so it's all over the place and kate we're going to move forward into the freedom journal because speaking of rap we wrapped up the freedom journal kickstarter campaign take it away So the Freedom Journal Kickstarter campaign wrapped on February 5th, which was a very exciting time and very exciting because we hit such incredible milestones. Um, And we're so grateful to you, Fire Nation, for that because I absolutely 110% believe that this campaign never would have reached the heights that it did without your support. So first off, huge shout out to you. Thank you so much. Um, We landed number six on the all-time list of most funded publishing campaigns on Kickstarter, which totally blows my mind. Wow. Um, We had over $453,000 pledged for the Freedom Journal. Talk about proof of concept. Um, We had over 7,000 backers, more than 10,000 journals were sold. And this is my favorite part. (laughs) We got to build two schools through Pencils of Promise in developing countries um, because of the support and the success of the campaign. So all really, really exciting stuff. But with the end of the campaign meant that, John, you had a lot of work to do to fulfill this campaign. And that was really our number one focus and priority for the first half of February. I know that you were literally putting all of your energy and bandwidth towards that. I mean, I would like to hear from Kickstarter if anyone has ever sent out that survey the same night that their campaign ends. I mean, would you send it out like 15 minutes after it ended? Yeah. And literally the people that I was dealing with in Kickstarter who are helping us were like, um, most people like take months to send this survey out months, literally. And that's like, that was like a really cool part of the campaign for me because like I, I was kind of almost getting a little bit stressed out that like the campaign was 33 days and people had bought their freedom journals and I just like wanted people to have their freedom journals so bad. Um, and so the fact that we got to set that you sent out that survey so fast. Um, well, you know what, like as I go into this, let me just give you guys a little lowdown on how Kickstarter works if you're not familiar with it. So once a campaign ends, the campaign owner, so in this case, John, had to create and send a survey to every backer. And this survey like includes some comments and stuff about the actual campaign, but it is also to get people's addresses, their shipping address, so that we can actually send them whatever it is that we created on Kickstarter, in this case, the Freedom Journal. So once enough backers had completed that survey, 
and provided their shipping information, that's when Kickstarter would actually release a CSV file to us so that we could start shipping out these journals. And we use Shipwire for this. Um, so if anyone out there is thinking of creating a physical product. Um, and then, of course, comes the credit card part. Like people's credit cards have to be run because with Kickstarter, anytime during the time that the campaign is open, you can actually pull your pledge Of 7,000 backers too, I mean, I feel like this is so impressive. Of 7,000 backers, there were 533 credit cards that were initially declined. I feel like that's a pretty small percent, but it gets even better. (laughs) We were able to get that down to just 111 declines. And that was 100% you, John, following up with people. Um, that's only 1.5% of all charges that didn't go through. Yeah, and a quick side note on that is a lot of those 111 were actually the $2 pledges. You know, that's what we found were the people that really weren't that serious that just pledged $2. So if we were even to take those away, the $2 pledges that declined and just counted the $17 pledges and above, we were under 1%. Wow, yeah. That's incredible. So yeah, all of that really resulted in us being able to ship the Freedom Journal to all of our backers on February 13th, literally one week (laughs) after the campaign had closed. Um, And again, if you're not familiar with Kickstarter, that's basically a record breaker for quickness. I'm going to go ahead and take the record on that (laughs) because I just I would challenge anybody to step up and say that they've ever fulfilled quicker, which, you know, I'm going to say we're not really playing a fair game here because the point of most people's Kickstarter is to get proof of concept, is to get enough money to then go ahead and create the product right. and then ship. And that's cool. So this isn't really a competition, but if it was a competition, we would. <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, of course, we have thousands of people now with their Freedom Journals. We're starting to see people post in the private Facebook group, actually a ton of people. Tens of thousands. It's official yeah. now. Oh my gosh. So cool. Uh, Everyone's posting pictures with their Freedom Journal. People are talking about literally how in days this has changed their life. I mean, for a lot of people who are just struggling day to day to figure out where to start, to figure out what their next step should be, to figure out what they even wanted their goals to be, let alone set and accomplish them. It's just been such a meaningful experience to see all of these people's lives being touched by the Freedom Journal. So we have a really cool collage that I put together over on the post that accompanies this episode at eofire.com slash income 30. That's three zero. Um, so go ahead and check that out. It's really cool. We have some beautiful faces on this collage along with beautiful Freedom Journals. And one thing that I do want to say, Fire Nation, is the Freedom Journal is not a magic pill. It's not a magic pill. It's not a magic potion. But guess what? You don't need a magic pill. You don't need a magic potion. That is why we're seeing so many people already having such amazing success because they didn't need magic. They just needed something small. They could wake up every single morning and see the gorgeous Freedom Journal on their desk and say, hey, I'm just going to open to page two now and then to page three and then to day five and day 10 and I'm just going to follow the steps. And now I have something that's keeping my compass pointing north and I am making progress 
every single day. That's it. That's all they needed because I know the feeling of what if when you're first starting off as an entrepreneur and you're just like, I'm floundering a little bit. I don't quite quite feel like I have that rudder in my ship and I'm just kind of gliding back and forth. This is your rudder. Like this is your guide. And that's what these people need that are having so much success with the Freedom Journal. And that's what you need. Not the magic, magic potion or the magic, magic pill. Just the normal, hey, it's there. It's going to guide you step by step, day by day. And guys, it's available as I'm speaking right now. If you're hearing my voice, you can just visit thefreedomjournal.com. It's there. You can absolutely snag a copy. It'll be shipped to you same day. Not going to arrive same day, but it'll be shipped to you the same day that you actually check out. And for those international people, we we are available in Amazon. It's a little pricier in Amazon, so you want to head over to thefreedomjournal.com if you're within the US or Canada. But international, it might be cheaper overall international shipping combined if you head over to Amazon and just type in the Freedom Journal in the search bar. Kate, back to you. All right. So speaking of pricing, John, something that you mentioned at the beginning of this income report and that I definitely want to touch on is the digital products world versus the physical products world. You just mentioned stuff like shipping and um, all that good stuff, which of course comes into play with a physical product. And you also mentioned at the beginning of this episode, this is our biggest month ever Mm. at EO Fire in terms of gross revenue. But as you can see, and as you heard, um, it's certainly not our biggest month in terms of net revenue. And given the success of the campaign, we just talked about amazing numbers in terms of the Kickstarter. I mean, $453,000 in 33 days is madness. Um, so you might be thinking, then why doesn't everyone just launch a physical product like this? It seems like such a no brainer, right? Well, well, this was our biggest month ever in terms of gross, it falls over $100,000 short of our biggest net revenue month ever. Um, those two months that we had our biggest net revenue were May 2015 and October 2015. And the reason why they were our biggest net revenue month months ever is we did a huge closing and opening of the doors for our flagship online community podcasters paradise. That closing and opening that we did in May and October brought in hundreds of new members to our community. And because it was a digital, quote unquote, product, it's really a community, um, there's not any additional expense to us at all. So something to think about, and this is the reason why everyone doesn't launch physical products like the Freedom Journal, it takes a huge investment and a lot of money to create, sell, and fulfill physical products. And that's the exact reason why this was our biggest gross revenue month ever, but it's nowhere close to being our biggest net revenue because of the expenses that we paid to make the Freedom Journal a reality. So Fire Nation, it was an amazing experience launching a physical product. I learned so much. I have this great team now that I can rely on when it comes to launching something physical. And we're definitely going to be adding to the Freedom Journal store as we go forward in many ways, shapes, and forms. But let me tell you, I would never not have digital products and have virtual communities because the 
absolute profit margin on these things and just the scalability and the leverage and just the fact that you don't need to have this big upfront investment is so huge on so many levels, especially for people that are bootstrapping and just starting off like we were back in 2012 and 2013. We never could have pulled this off. But it was a great experience overall. We learned a ton. We have a kick butt recap post coming at you within the month. I'm hoping it becomes kind of like the Kickstarter go-to kick butt post. Kate is working her little booty off on it, so I know it's going to be great. And we're going to be bringing that to you. And we'll probably actually do a bonus episode when that comes out just on that post because it's going to be so epic. And we have a lot of people that we know that do want to use crowdfunding in some way, shape, and form. And remember, you don't have to have a physical product at all to do a crowdfunding campaign. It can be for something virtual too. So a lot of opportunities out there. And we definitely want to give you all the knowledge that we've gained over these months and really over the past year plus. Now, as Kate said, it was a really intense time. 33-day campaign from January 4th to February 5th. Then I spent really a week and a half just nose to the grindstone, making sure that I got all the surveys and I got the fulfillment going and that we got all the books shipped, et cetera, et cetera. So much work for that. Really coming up on two full months. I mean, with the end of Christmas and then the beginning. And finally, we could take a deep breath because we were off to Playa del Carmen. Now, for those of you that uh, might know or might not know, I think it's about 45 minutes south of Cancun if you want to get real specific, if anybody knows where or has been to Cancun. But it is a pretty awesome little spot where Kate and I decided to join Jill and Josh Stanton from Screw the 9 to 5 for a little, or I should say, a big vacay in Playa. So, Kate, why don't you break it down for us? I was so, so looking forward to this vacation because it definitely was a ton of play. Um, You know how much I love Jill and Josh, as do you, the couple from Screw the 9 to 5. And meeting them down in Puerto Vallarta last year was a really cool experience. I mean, we had never actually taken a quote unquote, what I like to call a workation. Um, So, you know, getting together with two people who do what we do, who we get along with really, really well. And we had just some really, really amazing conversations. And so going down there, switching it up and going to Playa this year, especially because Jill and Josh were actually living in Playa for a time. So we knew that they were really going to be able to show us some of the cool, like not so touristy areas down there. Um, I was definitely really pumped for it. And we had such an amazing time, a beautiful Airbnb um, right in the middle of Avenida Cinco. Sounds right. (laughs) They're like Fifth Avenue, which is a, a walking path, no cars. And it's just restaurants and shops and cool like things going on all the time. There's always people walking around. We went to a couple of really neat bars. Um, and really overall, it was cool to look back and reflect on what we've all accomplished in our businesses over the past year. So that was kind of like something that stood out to me is when we sat down to really connect and talk about what we've been up to over the past year. Not that we don't chat with Jill and Josh in between these trips, but like when we looked back at the things that we focused on last year when we went to Puerto Vallarta together and then looked at how far we've all come in the past year, like 
Jill and Josh started a private Facebook group for their Screw the 9 to 5 community. And they're now nearly 9,000 members in that Facebook group. Like that is massive. And they've had so many lessons learned. They just had an amazing interview actually on Amy Porterfield's podcast where they talk about their Facebook group um, and what that's done for their business. So if you haven't checked that out, it's a really amazing episode. They've also completely revamped and retooled their membership community, which is called Screw You for not Screw You, but Screw (laughs) University, um, which is totally rocking and rolling for them. And they've also hired two new team members, which was really exciting because last year when we were chatting with them in Puerto Vallarta, that was kind of something that, you know, was on their list. Like they were really looking forward to growing their team to free up some of their time. Um, They were doing a lot of work in their business versus on their business. And, you know, it was really kind of the same for me personally, for sure. Um, John, last year in Puerto Vallarta is when you had talked about creating and launching the Freedom Journal. So that was really neat to come full circle with that. Um, We had also talked big time about our switch from um, lifetime memberships with Podcasters Paradise to recurring memberships. And that's something that we've definitely accomplished in a very positive way since last year. And we've also hired two new team members since we were down there. So again, um, we did so much fun stuff. We went to Tulum to see the Mayan runes, which were really breathtaking. Um, we enjoyed the beach. Uh, we walked Playa a million times. Well, maybe not a million times. We were only there for a few <laughs> days, but we walked Playa a really good amount. Um, and we just had some amazing uh, business chats with Jill and Josh. So it was really cool to reflect back on that year and kind of um, see everything that we've accomplished. It was really cool. And Fire Nation, I really think a great takeaway that you listening can take, and I know that I definitely took away as well, is like when we were hanging out with Jill and Josh last year, basically a year ago, almost to the day, their business was headed in a completely different direction than it is now. And they were successful then, and they're successful now. I mean, they're definitely being finding more success now, but the reality is is that they just pivoted. They went in a different direction. You know, they listened to their main core, their audience, they listened to what felt right. And they found, you know, after a few months going forward from Puerto Vallarta, our our first trip, that it didn't quite feel right. So they did shift. You know, they didn't just keep, you know, nose to the grindstone pushing forward, just ignoring their their doubts, but they listened to them. So, you know, that was me back in corporate America, back in real estate. You know, I, I had to shift. I had to pivot. And that's what eventually brought me to EO Fire. And, you know, Kate's pivoted and shifted her role within EO Fire multiple times. And Jill and Josh completely shifted their business. And now they're, you know, running this Aachen Facebook community of over 9,000 members. So it's really important to realize that, hey, what I'm doing right now doesn't have to be the road that I stay on. If it is, great. But you know, sometimes take a step back, give yourself some breathing space, give yourself a little time to reflect and to think, and then adjust, pivot if necessary. So they're just two of many examples of what it means to really listen to your intuition and then pivot if it's necessary. Playa was a success. We have killer pictures over at eofire.com slash income 30. We could spend a lot of time right now going through the income of February 2016 because it seems like every time we do these income reports, we are adding revenue streams because we sow what we preach, Fire Nation. Like we really do the things, you know, we really look to continue to expand our, our revenue streams and to increase the different sources that we have money coming in from. And this list just keeps getting longer and longer. And 
That is so important. So I'm not going to read them off because they've just gotten to the point where it's too much, but eofire.com slash income 30. You can check them out yourself. A lot of links if you want to see exactly what we're doing and how we're doing it. We show some cool stuff. And again, our expenses are growing just as quickly and hopefully not, actually not quite as quickly, but almost as quickly. So we're going to continue to, to, to keep our tabs on that. But there's a long list of expenses that we have. And it might be good for you guys to see what we're doing. But again, seeing what we're spending on that to kind of compare it to your business, et cetera. But again, the total net profit for February 2016 was $353,000. So we feel great overall for the month, although we definitely know there's things that we can improve upon. And as always, we love to end with the biggest lesson that we learned in any given month, and this one being February. Kate, what is this lesson? Proof of concept is powerful. (laughs) I know that we've talked about this a bunch, so I'm not going to go into super detail, but I did describe exactly what we did, why we did it, and how we did it in the post that accompanies this episode. But I will say, John, you and I talked about this, I don't even know how many times, and we get this question a lot from our audience, like, how do you know whether or not to say yes to an opportunity or not? How do you know if it's the right use of your time? And how do you know if you're going to be, um, you know, choosing something, a successful path? And I think for us, um, in November 2015, uh, we teamed up with Dan Franks and Jared Easley, two of the guys behind Podcast Movement, and we hosted the first ever Podcasters Paradise Cruise. And it was an amazing time. It was incredible. We had 50 amazing uh, entrepreneurs and podcasters on board with us, some really great speakers, um, people that I am just so grateful to even have had the opportunity to spend that time with them. And like it was hands down an, an experience that I'll never forget. Our parents. <laughs> Our parents were there. That was so, so, so cool. And your sister and your niece, Casey, Casey. who Fire Nation knows. Um, but you know, it was, it was tough when 2016 rolled around and Dan and Jared reached out to us and said, Hey, like, let's start looking into the 2016 cruise. You know, John, you and I had to seriously consider whether or not that was something that was going to be, you know, beneficial for our business, for us, for our time, for our audience, um, for the other projects that we want to be working on in 2016. And, it was a really tough decision. And I think once we got to the point where we were like, why don't we just hold a proof of concept webinar? Like we talk about this all the time. We tell Fire Nation how important it is to get proof of concept. Let's have a proof of concept webinar. So that's exactly what we did. We teamed up with Dan and Jared. We put on an amazing value bomb webinar. Dan and Jared went through um, some of the best ways that you can maximize your attendance at at conferences. So they talked about, um, you know, things that people usually do at conferences that are such a time suck and they don't really have like a true benefit on the other end. Um, They talked about things that you can do just to really maximize relationship building and the opportunity to meet new people and and build and grow your business really when you're at events. And then at the end of that, John, you went into, um, you know, exactly what the 2016 cruise was going to be about. We knew the dates. We knew where we were going. We knew the cruise ship. Um, we knew everything that we could have known about the cruise at that point in time, because of course we hadn't put down our deposits or anything. We wanted to know first that 
this was something people were going to be on board with. Um, also, we were looking to grow the cruise in 2016. So we were actually hoping for more like 75 to 100 attendees versus 50. Um, and so we, we just did it. We put it out there. We, we told, um, you know, Podcasters Paradise, our entire podcast list, that we were going to give them five days to decide whether or not this cruise was going to be right for them. And unfortunately, we did not get to our 50 attendee minimum that we wanted people, we wanted 50 people to commit. Um, We did not get to that number. And, you know, it didn't make it an easy decision by any means, because I know all four of us really, really wanted to make this happen. I know I definitely did. Um, But it did help us draw a line in the sand and say, We can't put our time and our bandwidth and our energy and our focus into this if it's not something that our audience wants and is going to be on board with, Um, pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, you know, unfortunately, they weren't on board with it, but that's okay. Now we know. And now we can focus our energy on other stuff that we have going on. So if you're thinking about launching an ebook, if you're thinking about launching a community, if you have a product or a service that you that you quote unquote know your audience wants and needs, get proof of concept, put it out there, make people put down money, take out their wallets. People vote with their wallets, not with their voice or text. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So really make people prove to you that this is something that they want. And that way you'll ensure that you're not sinking time and energy and money into something that really isn't going to give you the return that you want. And Fire Nation, a big takeaway that I know that I had from all of this experience and that I really think that Kate's on board with now is when you say yes to something, you're saying no to everything else that you could be doing with that time that you're now spending on that thing that you said yes to. And that's so critical and so important to really evaluate and to weigh into every single decision that you do. So Kate and I knew that we wanted to have another Podcasters Paradise cruise, but we knew we didn't want to spend an inordinate amount of time, energy, and effort over the course of the next six, eight, ten months trying to scrape people into this if it wasn't just an overwhelming heck yes for a large number of people at the onset. So we set our number at 50. We didn't hit it. We pulled out and we said, okay, we're going to spend that time, that energy, that bandwidth that we would have been spending on the cruise on other things. And so we have some really cool things coming up that we're now going to be dedicating more time and energy to because the Podcasters Paradise Cruise was not proof of concept. It did not get proven. So I think that's a great lesson learned, Kate. And I really want you to realize, Fire Nation, again, if it's not a heck yes, then maybe it should be a no. And again, that's going to change over the course of your business and evolve. Um, I know I definitely didn't start off that way and nobody should, but I definitely am there now. And it's something you do want to be thinking about in the back of your head as your business grows. So Kate, any final words? Fire Nation, I hope that you enjoyed this income report today. I hope that you found value in the things that we talked about, whether it be Snapchat, physical products versus digital products, um, what it takes to run a business, gross income versus net income, Josh's incredible income report tip, proof of concept. Please take something away and take action on it today. Ignite. Fire Nation, thank you for listening to EO Fire. Visit eofire.com for killer resources, free trainings, and so much more. Are you ready to set and accomplish your number one goal in 100 days? The Freedom Journal is a gorgeous, leather-bound journal awaiting you at thefreedomjournal.com. Ignite. Ignite.